Welcome back to the show off. I am Stacey Oakchief, City News reporter here at the Batuta Advocate. I'm Effie Bateman, lifestyle and entertainment reporter at the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Laura Martia, entertainment reporter at Pedestrian. This week on the show off, of course, we have to discuss Britney Spears' new memoir, The Woman in Me, Kylie Jenner's newest business venture into the world of affordable luxury. We'll also get to the bottom of why we feel festival lineups in Australia are always on repeat. And finally, is social media giving us severe decision fatigue? Let's get into it. First up in our entertainment news, our angel on earth, Britney Spears, has released the memoir we have all been desperately waiting for. Laura? It's Britney, bitch. Um, it has been a week since Britney Spears released her memoir, The Woman in Me, and this has been super long awaited and definitely caused a lot of chit chat across the whole world. Because while some people might think that this is just another celebrity memoir that's been dropped, I think it's actually a pretty iconic moment in pop culture history because it represents Britney taking back her voice, taking back her power after being silenced for about 13 years under this conservatorship and being oppressed by the fame she's had since she was just a kid. I think in this book, people are seeing what really went on and that's why it's so fascinating. And before this book was released, in an interview with People, Britney said, over the past 15 years or even at the start of my career, I sat back while people spoke about me and told my story for me. After getting out of my conservatorship, I was finally free to tell my story without consequences from the people in charge of my life. So she did just that. She went in on Justin Timberlake. She went in on her oh, dad, Jamie. It was so good. Her so sister. Fucking good. Her sister. Her mom. Everyone. 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 And it was almost cathartic for me to read as it was for, mm. I imagine, her to tell the story because we've heard all these whispers for so long and there was the Free Britney movement in 2019, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... This is really big. And I think we learned so much more about the conservatorship that had started off as this, you know, mythical online thing and turned out to be very real. So something that I found really fascinating is the reason that she signed along the dotted line to become part of this conservatorship and give her dad power over her and her being. She says it was because she wanted to see her two young sons with Kevin Federline. She said in the book, There is nothing I love more, nothing more important to me on this earth than my children. I'd lay down my life for them, so I thought, why not my freedom? (gasps) I know. Oh, my God. Miss Spears. And they also kind of forced her into it, right? I think I remember in the – because I listened to the audio book, she was saying that she begged the court to appoint anyone but her dad as the conservator, and they just didn't listen to her. Absolutely. And, you know, usually a conservatorship is something where – Someone is put under one when they need to have some time to themselves. They need to mm. relax. They need to be put in someone else's care because they're not capable. Yeah. They're not capable of looking after themselves and their finances. But like the common things you would see is, oh, someone elderly with dementia who can't look after their health or yeah. is having mental issues. Mm. It's very like I feel like it's definitely not an Australian thing, but you very rarely just see young people have all their rights taken away from them and have people, a whole group of people, making yeah. decisions like. You would go insane. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, it's like her family basically just took her and instead of giving her like the mental health care she needed at the time after having her kids they just said you better work bitch and she was on tour and she I'm so sorry (laughs) you had to take that opportunity it's okay um but look no my question for you guys is do you think that history is going to learn from Britney's struggle that she talked about in the woman in me or do you think we're just going to like brush over it no this thing has always maybe not necessarily conservatorships but women in the media being flogged and misuse of power Mm. like you think of like 
Monica Lewinsky or mm. Pamela Anderson, Anna Nicole Smith, Princess Diana, Meghan Markle's a good example. Like it is brute. Like the media is brutal to them, and the way they're treated is awful. And it's just it's always just been a thing. Uh, it's gone back for decades and I feel like it's will continue to be a thing. It's also after the fact, right? So all of these, everyone who you've pretty much just yeah. said, it's only when we look back, we're like, we oh, back. we treated her, we didn't treat her right. But but at the time, we just don't it was, think it. And yeah. the history always repeats itself. It repeats itself. itself. Like Monica Lewinsky back in the day, you think of it now, there was this 21, 22-year-old yeah. who he was, what, in his 40s or 50s? And the... And the power that he had over her, it wasn't him getting being the, the joke, the butt of the joke. It was her. It wasn't him being in the song lyrics. And this went on for years and years. And it's only now that we went, yeah. actually, you know what? That's not fair. Mm. And it's only now that we're going, actually, early 2000s treatment of Britney Spears was horrific. Mm. And you know what? There'll be another woman who's going to be treated badly. Oh. And in 20 years, we're going to look at it and think, oh, my God, we were brutal. It makes me think, who are we treating now in this really poor way that we're going to reflect on this and be like, we fucked up? I think polarising, and I probably would have been too scared to say this about a year ago, mm. but Amber Heard, Ooh. I think the witch hunt for her, and I remember being on Twitter, it was every day for months, the worst things, the worst hashtags, millions of people, even businesses. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, oh, they're making fun of her court videos. There was businesses that would have sandwich signs being like screw amber heard or team johnny depp it became like it was it was ferocious you had to pick a side side. and i think we're going to look back on the way she was treated um well i think people i mean probably have to give it a couple more years but even like on netflix i watched this documentary i think it's called like heard versus depp yeah Mm. and it it does show heard side so there are I think they're mm-hmm. they're starting to come around, but yeah, I still online. It's definitely it was team yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're on the money with that one, but it's going to take us like it's going to take years. a while, mm. yeah, far out. But I mean, you know, with the Britney going back to Britney, mm-hmm. obviously she details, and it's quite a confronting read. But in the book, she details what she went through, and it's, we can't give her that time back. We can't take back all the salacious words and sexist reporting that the media has done against her. So what do we do now? Do we think she just wants to be left alone and just like move on with her life and have other people not tell her what to do? What, yeah, what do we do? I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, how do you, how does she come back from what she's been through? Yeah. Like you would have, you would be emotionally You'd be scarred. scarred. Mm. You would never be able to trust anyone again. You know, these were her family members who are meant to love you unconditionally and look at how they treated her. I listen, I've listened to the audiobook mm. twice oh. and I don't know if there would be a difference in reading it versus listening to the audiobook, but there were moments where I was crying. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> no, because also Michelle Williams acting yeah. in it. I thought I was listening to Britney Spears. What were her JT impressions like? I'm not even going to repeat them. We could probably add them. Walking our way was a guy with a huge blinged out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine. What's up, homie? Anyway, so in... She, in this now deleted Instagram post, Brittany hinted that she might be releasing another memoir in 2024, which is a doozy. Like I'm sure so much has happened since the end of that book. She's 
got a divorce with Sam Ascari, who she originally in the book referred to as a gift from God. But now things don't seem that great, so I want to hear what the tea is there. Mm. There was also a lot of stuff that she missed that she didn't highlight in the yeah. book. Like, for example, her Instagram captions, like the hidden messages in that, or like wear pink if you're in oh, danger. Oh, yes, yes, I remember those. I yeah, like I want to know about that. I want to know about the vo- her voice, like was her management yes. telling her yeah. that she needed to – change her voice there was so, there was a lot of stuff the album the secret album or that just unlocked something i got chills yeah the secret album i need yeah. to know about what's a secret album well it's a secret it's a secret album but anyway i reckon she should escape the spotlight yeah. maybe come move to to queensland she could come live in batuta Oh, that would be nice. Almost Tasmania, I think. Tasmania, would yeah, that would be that would be really at nice. At the Mona, she would love. She would love the vagina wall at the Mona. <laughs> I, I think like she'd be better she in Queensland. <laughs> Queensland, you know, get a tradie and you know, and maybe a staffy. She'd love that. I think she could really like she would love that sort of sunny Queensland. Yeah. Well, this is also the thing, and this is no shade to Brittany. Like, if she was Australian, she would be. She'd be a Bergen. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And she'd thrive. And there's nothing wrong with that. And she'd be so happy. So she happy. Would, she'd have a savvy bee with ice cubes and go yeah. sing at the karaoke at the local yes. at RSL. Yeah. And she would thrive and people would love her for that. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking like maybe hairdresser. And Where, she sells baby swaddles on Etsy. That could be Where really would cute. she shop, do we think? <laughs> City Beach. Yeah. Surfection. Surfection. Yes. I don't even know if that's... Oh, she'd love Kmart. She, she would, would love, love Kmart. Kmart. Yes. Love Kmart. She'd be on the Facebook group, the Kmart Facebook group. Yeah. You know how they all share their little yes. hacks? And she'd be on that. And just dropped a new skims bodysuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would... I really... I want this for her. No. I'm going to message her. I'm going to say, Brittany, come, come live in Queensland. Yeah. I mean, like, this could have sounded shady, but, like, I do think she'd enjoy herself and no shade... Britney deserves to be happy and ultimately leave Britney alone, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, in closing, I think this audio from Wendy Williams pretty much sums it up. How oh, dare you, Mr. Spears? You had me fooled. And you too, Mrs. Spears. Death to all of them. So, Stacey, what's your algorithm been feeding you this week? Well, this week, look, the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner, she works harder. <laughs> Uh, Kylie Jenner has launched a new affordable luxury brand called Kai, which is labelled after her nickname, Kai, which is <laughs> very creative. A mm, lot of, lot of uh, hours went into that one. But also in saying that, she's secured the Instagram handle KHY, which I think is very impressive. How much do you reckon someone had it and she had to pay? 100%. Good business idea, though. Like, Very, try and think of all the K shit they could come up with and yeah. grab that Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, look, this week I've been bombarded with Kylie Jenner's new new business venture. It's been all over my TikTok. It's been all over my Instagram feed. The brand is in collaboration with, well, the first drop. So she's doing it based as a drop. So they're limited edition drops. Right. Everything's going to be under $200. Sorry, I should say it's under US dollars, not Australian gotcha. dollars. And with the way our dollar's going at the moment, <laughs> not looking good for us. <laughs> and so each drop she's collaborating with a different designer. So the first one is this Berlin-based gender-neutral brand called Namila. The drops are kind of based around what mood she's in. And she, when she did an interview with WSJ magazine, 
when promoting the clothing line, she said that this drop is inspired by her King Kylie era, which I think is quite interesting because they're obviously highly tuned into what's being said about them. I online. don't think oh, it yeah. looks – it doesn't remind me no. of King No, Ky- neither. Where is the tartan shirts, Where you know? Where is the cut crease? Where's, where's the teal? Where's the yeah. colour? Yeah. I think they're just they, – they threw that in there because yeah. they're listening, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's all, this whole drop is uh, vegan leather. Um, which is very interesting. Look, some of them I like, some of them I don't like. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I think it will be hugely successful. See, when Kim's launched stuff like Skims, for example, it's quite niche, which I think is a really good idea. Or, you know, the nipple bra that we were talking about earlier. I think that's cool. I think it's a cool idea. I remember, you know, the the discourse around Jennifer Aniston's nipples on Friends, whereas Kylie always goes very broad and I, I'm – I'm just thinking, like, what is what is unique about the things that she's selling? I'm going to be really lame. And Kai, but why? <laughs> like, but why? What? Wait, what? Uh, I, I don't see the Chris point of it. I think Jenner has seen a gap in the market and she's gone, Kylie, we can make some What's serious What's the gap in the market here? for, like, a, I feel like you can get a black trench coat or a black. But making it affordable luxury and a lot of Kylie Jenner's followers are young little teeny boppers that can't afford the $1,000 coats that she rocks. Can they afford the $200 though? Well, I don't know. But I think that what I think is interesting about it is that she is potentially partnering with a different designer. Yeah. And so it is that affordable luxury. And the most expensive thing in this drop is like $200 US dollars, which is like 390 something Australian dollars, which is that like trench coat mm. that I actually really like. Um and, yeah, I think for a luxury designer product, pretty good. Well, this is also the thing as well. She can piggyback off of the creativity yeah. and designs of these other designers because if it was just left up to her alone, I don't think she'd be able to come up with such cool, interesting designs. Nah. Like they would look pretty basic, let's be honest. They do They'd look, look basic kind of fashion nova if she didn't par- partner up with anyone. Yeah, and she definitely had a Fashion Nova era. I think Kylie's gone through a bit of a rebrand recently. Oh, big time. Well, this is my – also, this is a question I want to ask you guys. So everything is obviously under 200 US dollars. So what do we think the quality of this line is going to be? Do we think it's going to be like a Kylie swim kind of thing or do you really think they've learned from their mistakes and they're going to put a lot of effort into the quality of the product? I think that they have learned from their mistakes and there's been a lot of focus across like Skims and Good American on having these good products that are like when they're actually under the Kardashians or Jenner's brands. I think when they partner up with like existing retailers and do lines like Courtney did with Boohoo, no one really cares if that's shit because it's a Boohoo Mm. collection. They already know Boohoo shit. Yeah, Yeah, but I think because she's like launching this as her own entity, I think the quality is going to be good. But then it's like leather's tricky. Pleather's tricky. Mm. uh, Well, then this also leans into the whole thing where like we know that Kris Jenner does not get out of bed if there isn't a large margin involved. So... Where is it that they're cutting these corners in order to make, quote-unquote, bag from this? Child labour. Sustainability. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Good catch. I thought that was a joke. That's just a personal opinion. Just personal opinion of the child labour. Um, 
But no, I think that they are cutting corners by not being very sustainable. Even though they say they are, none of the Kardashian-Jenner brands have very good um, track records. And they also don't go, I mean, even when I was doing research for this, there's not a lot out there on the manufacturer Mm. or how they're sustainable. So we really don't have that information. Are they saying that it's sustainable? Is that... Yeah, well, you could claim it's sustainable because it's vegan leather, right? Can we just assume that any affordable clothing is not sustainable? Well, would you rock something from my line? I really like that jacket. I'm I really <laughs> Up next, Effie, you got some shit we should care about. Yes. So I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love going to music festivals Love going out in the sunshine, having 10 vodka Red Bulls Mm -hmm. and then wondering the next day why I'm so anxious. Mm. But a common complaint I've seen in the past few years, and this is also a common complaint I've been making, is I feel like a lot of the lineups are looking very samesy. And I bet off the cuff, you guys can guess a few of the acts. One in particular, every time an international act cancels, everybody says... Serial offender. Serial offender, who's it going to be? Hilltop Boys. It's Hilltop Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jungle Giants, Lime Cordial, mm. Ocean Alley, Rufus and Flume. But, you know, I love uh, we, we love King. Flume. We, we do love Flume. So, yeah, that's been a, a common complaint. And, for example, this year alone there's been three festivals with the exact same international headliners, which is Wildlands Beyond the Valley and Field Day. So, I mean, if I was a punter, I would just pick the cheapest festival mm. to go to. And then when an international act does come to Australia, like they just get flogged with all all the shows. I think Post Malone is also at a lot of festivals at the moment. Mm. But like, for example, if you think like Wildlands Beyond the Valley, you, if you looked at like Wildlands drops after Beyond the Valley, you're like, fuck, mm. they have the exact same headliners. Yeah. What are we going to do? So now we're getting a lot more festivals, but we're getting fewer acts and we're getting fewer international acts. I don't know if it's because we keep getting these poor bastards to do shoeys. I don't know when this started being a trend, <laughs> but we also get a lot of international acts cancelling. I know, I know if you guys remember Megan the Stallion cancelling mm-hmm. Festival X last year, and on the download, on the download, <laughs> it said um, unforeseen circumstances, but. It was because she wasn't going to make enough money. They didn't sell enough tickets. And Australia is fucking expensive to tour. Mm. Especially apparently after COVID, everything has risen about 50%. Transport costs, Mm. supply chain and skills, flight costs. I saw this one comment on Reddit that said, rappers and dropping out of Australian festivals, name a better combination. Mm. Stormzy also last minute, uh, I think it was last year, didn't come to Spilt Milk. And it's just, yeah, it's it's sad seeing that we're not getting those sorts of festivals mm. that we used to get. But I don't know, what do you think, what is the future of the Australian music scene? What do you think, can we fix this or is it, are we just going to lose festivals? It's a doozy. Mm. I think it's such a doozy because it's like this circle, right? Mm. You've got... People are only going to go to the shows if it's their favourite artist, but it needs to be worth their while. Mm. So if they see people are going to pull out last minute, they're not going to do it. 
Also, I think we reported on this before, but we think that climate change is also having an impact mm. on festivals. Look at Splendor last year with all the gumboots. Mm. And um, so last year, Splendor in the Grass, Strawberry Fields, Grapevine Gathering and Yours and Ours were partly or fully cancelled due to heavy rain or flooding. And, and so that's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's really not good for Instagram pics. No, and while it's glorified, like, oh, festival experience, I did it, I stuck it out. Like, that's great, but it's not that fun. Like, I got dysentery yeah. camping. <laughs> yeah. It's what I like to call type B fun, where it's not fun when you're there, but it's, like, fun when you reflect back. So, like... Did you coin that? I did not. No, it was oh, a friend of a friend. Damn, because I could that's... Say that. You should just say you did. No, I can't. They can't prove it. They, they can't prove it. I reckon, because we do have so many music festivals now... I do think we're going to start seeing multiple day festivals potentially dropping off. And I think niche festivals, Picking again, because metal, Metalhead, I think good things and not fest because yeah. they're actually getting the international acts. Yeah. And they have a very strong, loyal fan base and they're not getting other music festivals taking those acts. Whereas, you know, the, the Wildlands, the Festival X and the Field Day Beyond the Valley, they don't have a strong identity. So they're often end up having those same lineups. I know, I miss the good yeah. old days of Stereosonic on Bush. Can I just say, I know that this is disgusting and I don't care. Stereosonic was a cultural institution. R.I.P.'s is. I think about him all the time. Same. It was it was beautiful seeing these muscly, oiled-up oiled men <laughs> rocking their stringlets. I mean, we'll never have something like that again, no. unfortunately. Um so what we're really saying yeah. is that the what will what will fix all of this is if Stereosonic comes back. Yes. yes. Well, I'm only going if Hilltop Hoods are performing. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. And finally, Laura, you've been looking into something we all have to deal with these days, the paradox of choice. Yes, yes, the paradox of choice. It's a tricky little thing and it basically talks about how the excess of information and content that's available for us online and just in life in general isn't actually doing us any favours. Because so people scrolling often feel, and I am one of those people, feel like they are bombarded by information, whether it be a creator telling me to drink more green juice or to gua sha or like whatever the fuck they want to say. Or if there's creators who see TikTok where there's all these ideas and the idea is that it's you repeat things and you bring your own twist to things. They think there's so much that's already been done. What am I bringing to the conversation? But with so much content at our fingertips, we're in this state of choice overload where people don't really know what to watch and can't make this decision. And so psychologist Barry Schwartz coined this term, the paradox of choice in 2004. And he says that excessive decision-making can result in a choice paralysis and reduce people's satisfactions with their decision. And it goes in hand in hand with decision fatigue. You know, when you've like made so many decisions through your day, like what this headline's gonna be, what I'm gonna have for breakfast, what I should wear. And we're forced to make so many decisions, whether they be big ones, little ones, that we just like, we get home and someone will ask you a question and it'll be like, fuck off. Makes me want to be in a conservatorship sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like I'm stuck in a loop right now of watching the same stuff over Mm. and over again, Mm. which is not good. But do you find that to switch off, you guys do the same thing? Do you just watch the same stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I I just can't be bothered trying to find something else. There is so much when there's too many options, you can't decide. Yeah. It's like the red pill or the blue pill. Like I don't want another purple pill option, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. So to avoid this decision paralysis where all you want to do is to just zone out and be happy and do whatever and relax and actually unwind, 
I don't want to toot our own horn. I do. Um, but Pedestrian Group has just launched their own television channel. Pedestrian Television is part of Nine Now and it is this thing that makes it really easy to watch TV without having to make decisions. Mm. So 24-7 is just this constant stream of cool content. And so, it, so it makes the decision for you. It actually does. Nice. Um, the show-off is on it. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Oh, scary. <laughs> We're on TV now. Um, Perfect. Oh, my God. I'm going to ask for a writer. As you should. Yeah. And an assistant. I don't want any of my M&Ms, the colours, touching. Mm-mm. Green ones only. Mm. Mm. The sexy Oh, they are the sexy ones. Would you fuck the green M&M? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. But um, <laughs> speaking of fucking the green M&M, I do think that this channel is like the perfect come. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. Oh, but I do. God. I think it's the best come down channel ever. And like, obviously the CEO is not going to say that, but it's the best come down channel because yes. of the mix of content. Mm. Like it's got fucked up online videos from Eternal Family. They're like these weird little clips that you just really – and then there's culty slasher horror films you'd love that i do love that and then there's like ridiculous reality tv shows that stacy i think you'd that's like. very up my alley yeah yes. so there's one called bromans right Ooh. basically it's a scripted reality show where there's a bunch of dudes dressed in like gladiator gear doing gladiator challenges like they're in ancient rome sign me up <laughs> well, you could sign me up for that one too okay <laughs> And the other one that I thought you might like, it could be a good intersection of your interests, is called Murder House Flip. And this one's where, like, <laughs> it's kind of like the block, but for houses that a murder has taken place <gasps> in. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, actually. I would actually really watch that. It's really good. Like, I sound like a wanker, but it's so good. So, anyway, my main point is if you don't want to have to think very much and you just want to have a smooth brain and you want to yeah. have a good come down that we can all enjoy with your Maccas, just go to Nine Now, switch on pedestrian television and watch us on the show off nice we'll pop a link in the show notes if you want to have a geese so last week we asked you guys on spotify what are your anxiety coping mechanisms and we were flooded with responses one one we had one i'm um, so big shout out to i'm so indie who just responded with smoke with a smoke emoji um slay me too after yeah. a few bevies so that's a great response that's the only response we needed exactly we didn't need anything else no. absolutely none but we'd love more in future so this week we're asking what fucked up reality show would you love to see on pedestrian television if you switch on after a big night Well, that's all we got for you this week on the internet. Thanks for listening and join us again next week on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're feeling fancy, Best Green Television Online now. Bye.